Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane here with Wags. Wags, another big win against Tennessee. Uh, dare I say a statement win. And now we can wrap up the one seed this Sunday with a victory against our hated rival, the Chicago Bears. Yeah, absolutely. And what a game that was on Sunday night. It's uh, the complete performance I think we've been looking for all year against a quality opponent. Now, I know Tennessee may not have played their best game. They've been up and down, a little inconsistent at times, um, just like every team in the NFL. But um, certainly I think what the Packers were doing had a big part of that. So uh, you've got to be uh, super pleased. It's going to be hard to replicate that performance moving forward. But if we can get anywhere close to that, uh, you really got to like uh, this team's chances to not only wrap up a one seed this Sunday, uh, but uh, advanced pretty darn far into the playoffs. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right, and Wags, I'll tell you what, uh, if we were going to see a defensive performance like that out of the Packers, what better time of year than December at Lambeau Field? I mean, if we take care of our business, we're going to have a path there at Lambeau going forward. And, um, you know, we talk all the time about wanting to get hot at the right time, and, and who knows, maybe this is a mirage. But maybe it's not. And if this defense can do anything even remotely close to what it did against Derrick Henry in Week 16, this Packers team is insanely dangerous um, going into the playoffs. Absolutely. And we know uh, on the, the other side of the ball how dangerous Aaron and Devontae and uh, Aaron Jones uh, and that offense can be. Offensive line played exceptional. Uh, really bounced back on Sunday um, in pass protection. But how about this new weapon that we've been waiting all season for, uh, A.J. Dillon getting unleashed on Sunday. And I'll tell you what, uh, that was a lot more work than I expected coming into that game. But uh, he didn't just get, uh, you know, a few carries and a few snaps, Dane. Uh, he looked like a, a lead dog out there, over 20 carries. Um, and what a performance. Uh, we just gave Tennessee a bunch of their own medicine. And to be able to uh, win in the playoffs, it's an old cliche, but you've got to be able to run the football uh, and get stops on defense. <laughs> so it's pretty exciting when we could give Tennessee a, a dose of their own medicine. Uh, we were looking for it going into the game, but it went even better than I could have imagined. Yeah, legs. I mean, future Packer Hall of Famer, as far as I'm concerned, James Jones, I tweeted out, um, this reminded him an awful lot of James Starks in 2010, fresh legs at the right time. Now, uh, A.J. Dillon and James Starks are very different runners, but, I mean, this is what we've talked about all year out of A.J. Dillon, with the hopes of could we have a guy that's fresh legs, 
bouncing off tackles in cold weather games at Lambeau Field. And honest to, to goodness, we couldn't have planned for a better time. National TV coming out party. Um, I mean, if you're defensive coordinators looking at that game, you know that they were like, are you kidding me <laughs> they've got Aaron Rodgers they've got Aaron Jones they've got Devontae Adams and now we're watching this 22 year old young man just terrorizing the Tennessee Titans defense I mean it's music to my ears watching A.J. Dillon run and, and something that I think that um, should not go um, unnoticed he was so smooth I know it's a small sample size but so smooth out of the backfield catching the football I, I mean he looked like a natural uh, doing that as well, and that's exciting with what this offense needs from their running backs. Absolutely. Uh, he kept his feet under him uh, as a receiver. A lot of times what uh, uh, can be challenging uh, when quarterbacks try to make those short passes is they're trying to lead the running back and they're getting too far upfield. Uh, A.J. Dillon, you know, was gliding uh, as a receiver, and that gave uh, Aaron Rodgers a nice big target uh, to complete those passes. Uh, while he uh, uh, was able to get some forward movement. So it looked like those two just synced up tremendously well. Uh, I'm glad you called that out. Uh, and take nothing away from Aaron Jones. He was uh, had a terrific game, gutted it out, uh, was battling a little bit of a, a toe or foot injury. Um, and uh, I think the biggest difference is, is that these two guys complement each other exceptionally well. Aaron Jones, look, is uh, going to continue to be extremely important. Jamal Williams, for that matter, um, although if AJ playing like that, he may not get as much work. Um, but um, they complement each other, and they're just two different backs. Uh, but uh, AJ gives us a different dimension. Aaron Jones, with all due respect, um, never been a guy that we've really just handed the ball off 20 times in a game. And AJ Dillon just goes out there and does it in his first extended work. Uh, so <laughs> that's just um, talk, taking nothing away from Aaron Jones. It's just that's just a different dimension. He's always falling forward. Um, I think he might get some additional work in some of those short yardage situations as well. So, um, Dane, anything else just to kind of as a takeaway from the Tennessee game as we look forward here to Chicago Bears? I mean, th those were the, the top lines. I mean, the, the safety group playing phenomenal football. Darnell, I mean, this rookie crop wags from a season ago, so last season's rookie class, I mean, talk about some impact performances now. We've seen Kingsley Kiki getting better and better. Rashawn Gary, five tackles, five uh, hurries on the quarterback. He is becoming a weekly impact player on the defense. And now Darnell Savage as well. I mean, been one of the better, if not the best safety in football, according to Pro Football Focus since week 10. I mean, those are three individuals on the defensive side of the ball that the Packers landed on. Oh, yeah, and by the way, Elton Jenkins at guard. I mean, this draft class, I know it's only in year too, but my gosh, they are key to success, and, and that is in no um, short reason uh, that, that the Packers are having success, that these young guys on their rookie contract are contributing the way that they are right now for this team. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if even two of those guys haven't been developing the way that they have, uh, that would, would it have not have the impact um, that... Packers would not be where they are without that. Um, the only other thing I was going to call out, we've both been, I think, fairly critical of Coach Pettin, uh in the way that he has game-planned and made adjustments at times this year. 
Uh, I thought that was by far uh, the best uh, game he's called all year. Uh, so it, it finally came around. I, I, I don't know why uh, we haven't seen as many adjustments from the defense this year, but it seems like the last few weeks um, he's finally seeming to make more adjustments and play to the strengths, uh, as well as try to take away, frankly, um, what the opposing offense does best. And I thought this was the first week that the defense really took away what, what the opposing offense wanted to do. Um, and, and that was really good to see. So kudos to Coach Patton and his yeah. staff. I, I thought they were aggressive at the right times and sending guys, um, you know, from different spots of the field in, in both run and pass blitzes. Um, gave a lot of confidence. Uh, in his secondary, and rightly so, the way that they're playing. Um, I think we saw that uh, uh, Darnell Savage, as you said, and, and Adrian Amos have been um, some of the top-rated safeties, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, and certainly Jair Alexander has been in that one to three spot consistently all season. So um, if we keep getting play from, from those guys on the back end, uh, we're going to get even more and more creative, I think, as we go forward. Hopefully, that's a harbinger and a sign of things to come. Um, so, Dane, let's let's move it to the Bears. Uh, this has been an interesting season for the Chicago Bears. And uh, certainly in our first meeting, they were in the midst of a six-game losing streak. Uh, since then, they've been doing nothing but winning games uh, since that last since that first meeting with the Packers. Um, but Packers dominated that game most of the game. Uh, at one point, we're up 41 to 10. Game was never in doubt. Um, I didn't like the way they finished off the game, but listen, that seems to happen more often than not, uh, where Chicago was able to get a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That said, it was never in doubt. So they didn't finish it off the, the cleanest. Um, I thought they got a little bit of rhythm. And, you know, it's almost like that confidence is that was the first game Trubisky came back. Uh, he seemed to take a lot uh, from that first meeting with the Packers, and that Chicago Bears offense has scored over 30 points in four straight games since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to think that uh, they've got a lot of confidence coming into this week. Legs, I I hate to harken back to 2010, but it feels a little bit like an inverse right now. Um, I have some, some nerves going into this game, and, and I say the inverse because, you know, a decade or so ago, the Bears were the front-running team. They looked like a, a real solid team. Packers got hot late, needed to win a game to get into the playoffs. And, um, you know, lo and behold, the Packers snuck their way in, beating Chicago in a close game at Lambeau Field. And we know the rest. Packers went on the road in the NFC Championship game. B.J. Raji's doing the Raji in the end zone. Packers launched themselves to Super Bowl, which they ultimately win. The Bears now are looking to, you know, spoil the Packers' opportunity at a one seed, uh, get their way in the playoffs, and we know it's the hottest team at the right time of year can, can win games. So um, we should not take this Bears team lightly whatsoever, and um, I'll tell you what, it's really started, I think, this, this hot streak of the Chicago Bears with, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but with Mitch Trubisky. He has been, um, since the Nick Foles injury, 
Um, Trubisky has been playing some really, really good football. Now, he hasn't been perfect. He's still prone to those those head-scratcher mistakes, which he had again last week. But uh, far and away, he's a huge reason for their success. He's looking more comfortable. He's using his legs to, to create opportunities and scramble. And, and Wags, I think that um, the game really could start and end with if the Packers allow Mitch Trubisky to get going or not on Sunday night. Yeah, uh, you know, he's got the arm. Uh, he moves around pretty well. He's a good athlete. Uh, we've always said that. It's just a matter of whether he has the confidence uh, to, you know, make the throws. Very streaky player. Uh, more often than not, it seems like the Packers have had some success against Mitch Trubisky. So, um, you know, we're going to sing his praises in this preview, but I don't think either of us are um, Trubisky truthers uh, by any means. But you got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, the guy has had his clearly had his ups and downs as a NFL quarterback, but he's riding a hot streak now, um, taking nothing away from the Bears, but they have not exactly been facing a murderous row of defenses here in the last four weeks either. Um, we're talking about, um, you know, the Texans, the Vikings, and the Jaguars. Um, they did have a loss to the Lions uh, in there as well. Um, uh, following that game against the Packers. So uh, it's it's four straight games over 30 points. One of those was a loss uh, to a very subpar uh, Detroit Lions team that uh, certainly at that point, I guess, hadn't really quit on uh, Coach Bevel um, as, as he had taken over. Um, that was the first game after uh, they had fired their staff. So, um, But, um, you know, this Packer defense hasn't been super consistent. Now, we've been certainly had their best game of the year this past week and have been playing a lot better, I think, even before that for the last month. But um, we need to not even go back more than two weeks. The defense played really well against the Panthers, but that was not a game that the Packers played a complete game of football. So uh, we haven't seen as good as they looked this past Sunday. It would be nice to get two good, complete performances in a row. Um, so that's what I think the coaching staff will really be harping this week is let's not get too high on ourselves. Detroit has a ton on – or I'm sorry, Chicago has a ton on the line here, uh, and they would like nothing more than to play spoiler and also get into the playoffs themselves. So um, I think the Packers uh, will have their full attention, no doubt about that. Wags, I mean, we can't, I don't think, overstate the importance of this win for for the Packers. We we said it. I'm going to say it again because it it is that important. This is the most important one seed in the history uh, of the NFL to date. Only one team gets the bye. Only one team gets home field advantage. Um, folks, Packers win, they're in. Packers lose, Seahawks lose, the Packers are in. I don't want to leave it up to Russell Wilson. <laughs> I want to take care of business. Um, staying hot is an incredibly important thing. Getting that bye week is going to be incredibly important. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of ramifications here. I mean, even going down the injury list to Ricky Wagner, 
uh, right tackle who got carted off last Sunday, it looked like, you know, that could be a season ender. It sounds like it, it very well may not be now, but getting him an extra week would be huge. I don't want to be playing the Cardinals at home. I don't want to be playing the Bears at home uh, next week. You know, I, I want us to take care of business here. So as we look at this roster of the Chicago Bears lags, um, we talk about Trubisky, but offensively, they've got some other guys that can do some real damage against us. And um, t- tell us what's, what your thoughts are, particularly on David Montgomery, the running back, who, who has been able to tear some off the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's been something we talked about in the first matchup. He had been, I think, underperforming this season in particular. Um, it was not a guy that uh, had been having a lot of success, but, boy, has he been on a roll uh, these last few weeks in particular. Um, they've just – he when he has been playing better, clearly that's been a lift to this Bears offense, and that's no surprise. I mean, you're able to successfully run the ball, um, even as a receiver. I, it seems like – He's gotten his legs back under him, and uh, this uh, Bears offensive line seems to be more confident. Um, so whatever it is, they've been getting more of a rhythm in the run game. And uh, David Montgomery, he is certainly not, um, you know, a Derrick Henry, but uh, he's someone that can do some damage on the ground. So Packers, I think, need to be mindful, um, you know, looking at uh, defensively what they want to do. Um, would you be surprised, Dane, if I don't want to say they're just going to you know, recreate the exact same game plan they uh, had for the Titans, but in a lot of ways, uh, this Bears offense reminds me quite a bit of, of what the Titans like to do, and quite honestly, I, I just don't think the Bears have as much offensive talent as the Titans do. Um, so um, certainly we may have caught the Titans on a, a bad day for them, and I think the Bears are going to be ready to go. The weather, they're not going to be as impacted by that as maybe the Titans were. Um, but could we see a, a similar alignment where we've got five or six guys um, on the line of scrimmage to try to slow down David Montgomery and this Bears running game? Uh, no doubt. I mean, I thought that um, last week against Tennessee, one of the things that the Packers did to great effect was they, they did switch it up a little bit, uh, brought some more guys up. Darnell Savage, Wags, is so good um, near the action, closer to the line of scrimmage. He plays such, such, such good football. Uh, Adrian Amos Wags playing that dime linebacker role um, was, was a revelation, I thought. It allowed uh, Vernon Scott, a rookie safety from TCU, to get out there, uh, who's pretty rangy himself and played some good football. Um, I like the Packers, and I like, like Coach Petten giving more responsibility uh, to our defensive backs, I, I Jair Alexander's Jair Alexander, and that's where he becomes so important. When you look at this Bears offense right now, it's the running game, but then it's Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson uh, is an absolute beast at wideout, but guess who else is a beast? Jair Alexander, who I think can win more often than not. I mean, Wags, most of the time last week, it looked like Jair, and I, I'm not kidding, it looked like he was running the routes for the wide receivers. And, and, I mean, that is the ultimate compliment from a cornerback. So I think that having Jair on the corner really gives the Packers the opportunity uh, and the ability to do that, stack the stack the box, and then make Mitch Trubisky and these wide receivers beat you. I think if that's the game plan going in, and I do think that's what it's going to be, is our best players versus your best players. Let's see who can win these matchups. I think that we're going to be able to have success against this offense. 
Yeah, and I mean, David Montgomery, going back um, the last five weeks, has been right around 100 yards a week almost. I mean, on average, uh, he scored, it looks like, five touchdowns in the last four games. Uh, so he's been a big key to this offense. Uh, I think you hit, you know, Allen Robertson's always someone that uh, we're going to be concerned about. I do like our matchup there. Uh, Dane, uh, one other guy, it, it pains me to say this, and does it hurt your soul that Jimmy Graham seems to be uh, having a pretty good season for the Chicago Bears? I'd be having a lot harder time if we didn't have Bob Tunyon <laughs> doing what he's doing. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a head-scratcher because I – I, I mean, all, all due respect to Jimmy Graham, I legitimately didn't think that he had this in him. And, and going back two seasons with the Packers, but even prior to that, before he came to Green Bay, I just it's pretty shocking, isn't it? It's like he found the fountain of youth. Yeah, I mean, he's got eight touchdowns this year. Uh, coming <laughs> off of 70 yards and two touchdowns this last week. And maybe he's the guy that just uh, shows up against uh, undermatched opponents, uh, at least we can hope, um, it is a head-scratcher because he just didn't seem like he had the ability to go up and high-point football anymore, nor go down to the ground and catch passes that were low. Um, you know, if it, and for that matter, there were uh, quite a few drops that Aaron put right in his bread basket. Um, so he was by far one of the more frustrating players and I think almost was an addition by subtraction. Um, this season, but then you know he's going down in Chicago and having putting together a pretty darn good season. Um, maybe the yards and the receptions aren't what they were back uh, at his prime, uh, but uh, he's been extremely productive. So uh, this Packer defense hasn't been hurt too much by the tight ends actually of late. I think a big key to that has been Adrian Amos. So I think uh, the way that Amos and Savage have been playing recently. Um, is something to keep an eye on this week. If they're able to neutralize and play a big part in neutralizing Jimmy Graham, uh, that's uh, a key uh, piece, a uh, big target that uh, Trubisky seems to be having leaned on quite a bit these last few weeks as well. Um, so slowing down Montgomery, um, and if we're able to, um, you know, neutralize at the very least uh, Jimmy Graham and Allen Robinson, uh, this Bears offense might not have a lot of answers. Legs, one thing that hasn't changed from the the first matchup, uh, at least not significantly, is the offensive line and the guys that are uh, on the field for for the Bears. I I think that, you know, the the first uh, matchup uh, was Trubisky was just coming back, um, you know, after the benching and then the Foles injury. Um, He seems to lend himself better than Nick Foles did to being able to move around the pocket, right? Because that was one of the big issues that Foles was having was, I mean, the the offensive line, the pocket collapses. Uh, Foles just doesn't have the mobility. Trubisky seems to be able to, to, um, you know, utilize a a weakness to his strength, a la Russell Wilson, although not to that level, um, certainly. So this week, it's the same cast of characters on that offensive line. Uh, I, I circle Leno at the tackle position, but um, what are you looking at from this defensive line? Do you think that, once again, this line is going to be able to impose their will against the Chicago Bears' offensive line, or do you think that the Bears' coaching staff learned something, saw something on tape, and might be able to adjust um, to, to the pressure and the uh, line of scrimmage control that the Packers were able to display in the first matchup? Yeah, that's, I think, going to be a big key. It's, it's always in the trenches. I, 
if I'm the Bears offense, I think one of the things that they've been able to do is, is stretch the field a little bit more with Montgomery, which is surprising because he's not someone that's a real speedster. Um, so I think what's going to be really important is, is if this D-line can continue to get a push up the middle, certainly that will uh, be a big key to, to slowing down this Bears offense, both in the run and pass game. Um, because if they can be disruptive there, that's going to be awful difficult for them. Uh, that said, um, we need to maintain, um, you know, our lanes uh, with our edge guys. And I think they did an exceptional job with that these last few weeks. Um, but if the Bears are able to get um, our edge guys out of our lanes and, and out of uh, contain, um, that's going to put a lot of pressure uh, on our second level. And I think that's where they're going to try to exploit us and hurt us a little bit. Um, so uh, whether they're able to do that successfully is another story. Um, but Matt Nagy is a heck of an offensive coach. So I, I certainly expect them to try to exploit and gain the advantages where they can. And if I'm Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears coaching staff, I'm looking at that second level. Now, we've gotten some really good performance. Um, from Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin. And I thought, uh, quite honestly, um, I, I thought that, um, I'm sorry, um, our, I, I, I'm, why am I blanking, Dane? Help me out here. Are you getting my Kirksey? Kirksey, yeah. I thought he had one of his best games of the season last mm-hmm. week. Um, but um, uh, that said, they have had a tendency to shoot the gaps uh, at times at inopportune moments and get out of position. Um, so if I am Chicago Bears uh, coaching staff, I'm going to try to uh, really exploit that if they can and get them upfield, invite them upfield in those situations um, and uh, uh, get to that second level with Montgomery. And that could cause some, some gap um, in, in the defense and, and could, could result in some, big yardage plays. So uh, the Packers are going to have to maybe uh, continue to coach those guys up. And it's good to be aggressive. Uh, and, and I really, really love to see that. Um, but that can at times uh, lead you to being out of position. And if the offense is able to take advantage of that, um, that could lead to some chunk yardage plays. So um, it's something to keep an eye on, I think, and, and where the Bears could uh, have some success if the, if the defense isn't careful and end up make the right adjustments. Anything else from this Chicago Bears off, uh, offense overall that, that you think is going to be a key to success uh, for, for either the Packers uh, or Chicago? I, you mentioned Jimmy Graham, uh, young Colt Met from, um, from Notre Dame, rookie tight end there. Uh, another talent, Anthony Miller, Darnell Mooney, wide receiver, uh, young guy there that seems to have come on a little bit. I, I mean, we talked about Jair Alexander. We're going to need more from Kevin King as well, I think, not only this week, but going forward. Otherwise, teams are going to continue to pick it. Uh, and especially more talented quarterbacks, I think. Yeah, I, I, the Titans certainly didn't do anything to exploit Kevin King last week. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and give them credit and say they yeah. had a solid game. Um, but if I'm the Bears, I'm going to try to go at least these, let's, again, I, I don't like to pick on, uh, play individual players, but the reality is, is he's been the weak link in that secondary right now. Um, so if you're the Bears, uh, you're going to try to see if you can exploit Kevin King with some of those secondary guys that you named. Um, are they going to be able to have success doing that? We shall see. 
Um, but it's going to be incumbent on Kevin King to build on what he did last week and hopefully give a, 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 some improvement and some consistency in his performance. Because I'll tell you what, if he's able to do that, um, I really like uh, our chances with this defensive unit that we have moving forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wags, should we flip over to the offensive side of the ball uh, for the Green Bay and the Chicago Bears defense? I mean, a, um, a couple different faces, I think, on this Bears defense from the last time that we we matched up with them, particularly in Akeem Hicks, who I thought was you could notice right away uh, up there in the Bears' uh, defensive line was not available the first matchup. I mean, he is a legitimate difference maker, is he not? Absolutely. Uh, it, it changes the component of what the Packers are going to try to do. Uh, he's that good. So uh, they're going to have to be ready up front. Uh, the way that the, the Packers were able to exploit the Bears up the middle and just roll over them in that first matchup, they can't count on that happening this time around. Uh, so they're going to have to be prepared to have some, some different uh, play calls and, and make some adjustments and do some different things this time around because uh, Akeem X can be disruptive. Um, he can bat balls down. He can get after the quarterback. Um, so he can be a little bit of a one-man wrecking crew. Um, the good news is I'm really, really pleased with what Corey Lindsley did last week. Uh, mm-hmm. He looked great. He looked fresh. Um, but I'm also glad that he was able to get one game in before <laughs> having to go up against Akeem uh, Hicks. And he's not going to be solely responsible for him up the middle. Um, but it's good to, if he had any rush, which it certainly didn't look like he did, um, to, to work that off and, and be ready to go for a monster matchup this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... This is going to be an interesting game, I think, offensively. Uh, we we talked at the top about the revel- uh, revelation that we had at the running back position, uh, albeit a, a small sample size. But, um, you know, you and I are not one to always talk about individual awards. I mean, we want to win a Super Bowl. That's that's really like 99999 or 100% <laughs> really of what we want. We want to see the Packers um, do it again. However, I think it would be um, neglectful on our part to not talk about the historic performance Aaron Rodgers has had this season for the Packers offense. Uh, as much as the, the running game and, and, and wide receiver Devontae have been incredible, this team goes as far as I think Aaron Rodgers uh, most likely is going to be able to take them. And this is an MVP season, potentially, for Aaron. Uh, we got word here uh, that uh, Patrick Mahomes is not going to be playing Week 17. Aaron Rodgers will certainly be playing Week 17. Um, he could theoretically, uh, you know, wrap this MVP up, win the win the uh, the one seed all on Sunday afternoon. Um, so, what are you looking for out of Aaron Rodgers this week? Um, you know, we don't talk a lot about him on this podcast, Wags, because he's Aaron freaking Rodgers. Um, but this week, I think it's important to highlight um, not only his success this season, but what do you look for him and what is he going to need to do for us to take care of business here in Chicago? Well, we need another good performance, just like we've gotten from him on pretty much every game this year. Um, does he need to throw five touchdowns to security MVP? No, I would certainly be happy if that did. More than likely that we're going to win the game pretty easily if that happens. That said, honestly, you know, I think if he just goes out and has a solid performance, he's going to win the MVP. So there's nothing 
that I think he needs to do to go out of the way. Um, let's just play within the game. Uh, if he if he gets a couple of touchdowns, doesn't throw a, you know a bunch of interceptions, I think he's got this thing wrapped up. To be quite honest with you, mm-hmm. um, is he going to want to go out there and punctuate the season, have a really good performance, and you know? Um, do everything we can to just really take it to the Bears? Absolutely. Uh, no, no doubt about it. Um, but we don't need to force the issue by any means and make this an individual. And I know that's not what you were suggesting. Um, and I don't think the, the uh, players are concerned about that. I think by the fact that uh, Aaron, I think he's done enough uh, already at this point uh, to win. And with Mahomes sitting week 17, there's nothing he can do to steal this back as far as I'm concerned. So just a solid performance would be enough. Um, what do we need to do in order to uh, get the job done this week? You know, honestly, uh, I would like to c- see us continue to just stay on a roll with the run game. We've been great in the last six weeks running football. Um, so it's just a matter of, of keeping the rhythm in the passing game um, against the Panthers. We ran the ball exceptionally well. But it looks like it – I don't know if running the ball affected the rhythm of the pass game. I don't think it did. It just, unfortunately, pass game rhythm was not in sync in the second half. Uh, so um, one concern, and maybe this is not valid, is that outside of Devontae, we really haven't gotten much from anyone else in the pass game. Is that something that you feel like could be addressed this week? Now, it was great to see EQ get a touchdown this past week. Uh, I love that. Um, but is is that something that you you feel like is should should be a point of emphasis, or doesn't it really matter much if we're able to run the ball the way that we have and, and, and the way that Devontae's been getting himself open and he and Rodgers are on the same page? Yeah, you know, it's a good question. I, I don't want to force the issue, right? I, I think that, um, you know, if we're able to run the ball and, and Devontae's able to eat – um, you know, that everybody else kind of can stem from that. I do think to a certain degree, Wags, um, we are who we are at this point in the season offensively, which is, you know, the number one scoring offense in the league, <laughs> but also number one scoring offense that relies on some key players. Now, I don't think that's necessarily unique to, to most teams in the NFL. Uh, it, it sure would be nice if, you know, the Alan Lazards of the world um, were able to, you know, work in a couple more catches in the game, or MVS uh, could be a little bit more um, consistent, right? And, and I think that uh, to a man uh, on the coaching staff and MVS himself would probably say, I would like to be more consistent because, you know, one week Veldis Cantling can have 150 yards and the next week he doesn't even get a look. And, and trust me, I think Aaron Rodgers would love to be thrown at the MVS and give him opportunities if, um, you know, he thought he was open was going to be able to make the play. Um, so it would be nice, but Wags, I don't actually think it's imperative at this stage in the season that we do that. But I think you're right. If we can get the run game going, if we can continue to get Aaron Jones the ball and he can look as sharp, uh, you know, and fresh as he can. And, and I'm curious about this too. We talk about Dylan. Do you think that the Packers go back to the well with AJ Dylan now in week 17? Do you think they scale it back? I mean, how do they handle this situation now? It's a good problem to have, but there's still only one football in this offense. Yeah, it's a great question. If, if I'm the Packers, I'm going to go back to the well with A.J. Dillon. Yeah. We've got Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones that are a little mixed up. 
uh, even if they're feeling a little bit better this week, you got the perfect excuse to keep giving that big, big guy the football. Um, and again, we're going to need both Williams and Aaron Jones. Uh, I know that for a fact, but uh, let's just keep riding the hot hand and then give this, this kid the football as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm not, you know, so I, I certainly am not suggesting that we're phasing either of our other two guys out of the offense, but um, I, I think that certainly is no reason not to um, keep giving AJ Dillon a heavy workload here. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's interesting to, I think one of the things that you're looking at is Kyle Fuller is a gr- very good cornerback. Uh, I think Devonte Adams is, more than proven that he's uncoverable. Uh, so yeah. I don't care who's lining up across from him. Uh, but they've got, you know, Eddie Jackson, I think is a real solid safety in this league. Uh, so they've got guys in the secondary. Um, and certainly Khalil Mack, I don't think is having the impact uh, across the board that he he came in uh, a couple seasons ago, his first season with Chicago. But they've got some talent. He's named Akeem Hicks, certainly, uh, to be disruptive on the defensive side of the ball. So if this is a week where we need to get some secondary guys involved, would you look for, um, you know, an MVS or a, um, or a Tunyon or, you know, um, who, what, where are they susceptible? Can we beat them over the top? Um, is this more the tight ends getting involved? If it is going to be necessary, where do you think the, the Packers can exploit uh, this Bears defense? I'll tell you what, Wags. I'll tell you one thing. I'm starting MVS in fantasy football. <laughs> if there's any indication. Um, and I, I, you know, I don't really care so much about fantasy compared to the Packers, but, um, but it, you know, you put your values, you know, you put your money where your mouth is sometimes. And I think that MVS could uh, put on a show against this Bears team. I think that the Bears are going to be committing so much attention uh, to Devontae Adams. And, I mean, they watched how well the Packers handled Tennessee last week. Um, you've got to think that they might have, especially if the Packers can get the ball going early on the ground, you've got to think they're going to commit an extra guy in the box. And, I mean, that's what makes this Packers offense so so terrific right now is, Pick your poison, right? Uh, you gotta, uh, commit guys to Adams. You gotta commit guys to, to Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Tunyon arguably had a, a Pro Bowl season. But then, I mean, what do you, who do you put one on one? Uh, somebody's gotta go one on one on the other side. And that's where I think MVS could really exploit this Bears defense. They've got some solid defensive backs. But if it becomes a track meet on the other end, I just, I really do think that Rodgers is going to take a shot at MVS, and I think he's going to take a shot early, try to get up. Uh, and much like last week, the recipe for success against this Bears team is get up early, uh, try to take Montgomery out of the game, and then make Mitch Trubisky beat you and catch up to Aaron Rodgers. And if that's the, the, you know, the game that we're playing this week, I feel incredibly comfortable uh, about our chances of succeeding. Yeah. Um, if Jamal Williams is able to go this week, do you see? Do you think we see a little bit of two running backs out there at the same time, and then maybe is Tavon Austin the guy to continue to keep an eye on? Uh, he hasn't been heavily involved, but maybe just thinking about taking advantage of what AJ Dillon put on tape. If the Bears not got a game plan for what he can do, uh, perhaps we can, you know, exploit them on the edges as well. 
Oh, gosh. I mean, you're naming all these guys. That's what's so exciting, right, is I don't know – it, this team might be as good as the sum of its parts. And, and that's crazy to say when we're talking about some superstars on this offense, but Tavon Austin Rogers has proven that he's not afraid to go his way. He's, you know, I think Austin has three, four catches this year in very, very limited time. Um, you know, I, I would love to see multiple running backs. And I, I mean, anytime this late in the season, you can go into formations and do things and put things on tape that were not on tape earlier this year makes your team more and more dangerous. The best coaches in this league can sometimes overcome, um, you know, maybe a little bit lack of talent. Now, you got to have talent there, but, you know, some teams can just outsmart and outcoach other coaches. But to the Packers' advantage is, A, I think Matt LaFleur, after having one of the poorer performances coaching-wise uh, from a play-calling standpoint a couple weeks ago, bounced back in a big way, but B, A.J. Dillon opens this up, and, and that was without Jamal Williams. I think that we can both agree that this team has had a lot of success when Jamal Williams is on the field because he does so many things well. Um, you know, he might not be your superstar thousand-yard rusher, but he can carry the rock, he can catch the rock, and most importantly, potentially, he can pass block. You put him out there, you put Aaron Jones out there, uh, you can pull them both off, you can put A.J. Dillon out there, by the way, we've got all these other weapons at the wideout position. That's what makes this offense so dangerous right now. And um, I, I hear you. I mean, I, I just I look at this Bears defense and, and tell me what you think, Wags. I think their linebackers, their edge is pretty good. Obviously, they're they're strong up the middle. Roquan Smith is an absolute tackle machine. I think he's got 136 tackles this season. He's got a ton for a loss, but. This Packers offensive line has been able to impose their will on this Bears defense, and I just I, I look at it, and and with everything that's at stake this week as well, I just really like what the Packers are going to be able to do. Now, this is not going to be an easy game. I think it's going to be a knockdown, drag out NFC North style football game, um, but I think that the Packers match up well against this Bears defense, and I think they might just overwhelm the Bears after four quarters where I don't think the Bears can maybe keep up with all of the periphery offensive weapons like some of the guys that you mentioned a bit ago. Sure. I think, you know, I was testing you, Dane. It's, uh, we've got so many uh, potential uh, adjustments that we can make, but it goes back to what you said earlier when we first started talking about these offense. The Packers have a few key guys, and they are just doing what they do um, and it's not to oversimplify things, but when you've got Devontae Adams, you've got a run game that's going strong. That's what they focused on this past week, and that recipe was extremely successful. So as much as sometimes we as fans like to think about, well, we need a number two receiver. What about the tight end? What about, you know, uh, getting these, these uh, you know, reverses or the Tavon Austins of the world involved? Uh, you know, sometimes you could – Get a little too creative, and are, are you doing that at the risk of, of taking away potential touches for Devontae Adams or from Aaron Jones? Then maybe it's not the best idea. Coach LaFleur talked about that. He said, you know, we, we've got a lot of potential guys we can utilize, but uh, we've got to resist the temptation to get overly creative here. So um, I think, you know, they just kind of continue, like you said before, focusing on what they do well and, and where they – uh, have had success, um, and I think they're going to continue to try to do that this week against the Bears. 
So, Dane, anything else offensively that you want to hit on, or could there, maybe we could just jump and touch on the special teams here? Yeah, you know, one last thing on the offensive side of the ball for the Packers that I thought was really um, uh, an apt um, look from the from the um, the um, TV um, interview or excuse me TV broadcast last week, and that's Aaron Rodgers' success in just checking down. It's something that we were pulling our hair out about under the McCarthy era where Rodgers didn't seem to have that outlet. And I think it's easy for Packer fans to forget uh, uh, that, you know, a few years ago Rodgers, like, would drop back and, you know, it's third and two and we're, we're taking 14-yard shots. And this season, more than any other season, it's become very clear that Rodgers is not afraid to hit his check down, um, you know, and let these guys make a miss. And, and, and often our, our, our backs are just more athletic than defender in open space. Um, so, ways I just think it's important to, to note that more than anything else. That, I mean, look for that as well. The, the Bears are very good up front um, with these linebackers, but – if you can exploit them, I mean, Khalil Mack can, you know, rush the quarterback like a monster, but if uh, he's forced to get out in space, I like Aaron Jones' chances to shake him, uh, you know, shake him off. I like even A.J. Dillon's uh, chances there. And it just, I get the sense this week in this setting, this cold weather setting, it's going to be a running back game. We're going to have our, our running backs, and if we can get the run game going early, we can get the run blocks going early uh, and move these guys back. Uh, as you said, uh, to, to LaFleur's credit, he doesn't often overthink himself. If it's working, let it keep working until the opposing team stops it. And, and so far, more often than not, the opposing team has not been able to stop this year's Packers offense. Yeah, so I think that says it all. Very, very well said, Dane. So, um, special I'm teams. jacked up, Legs. Let's do this. Is it game day? Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> special teams. Uh, we narrowly averted another disaster this last week. Um, it, it, it sounds like Lennon's pretty jacked up there, too. <laughs> 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 um, so, special teams, we narrowly averted disaster, and we could have had a block kick. Thankfully, um, we got, I dare I say, a little lucky that uh, they got called for a neutral zone infraction. Um, Dane, what are we to make of this special team's coverage, protection? You know, Mason, unfortunately, missed an extra point. He's been great on field goals. What's your concern level? Because it seems like special teams always plays a part uh, in the Bears-Packers game. It's high. Um, <laughs> it's high. I mean, I I don't quite understand what's going on with the um, with the special teams unit this season, but it's clear that there's some weak links uh, in, in special teams here. There's definitely been some breakdowns in in blocking uh, up front. Um, you know, you mentioned that that Panthers game, or the, there was a breakdown there with Oren Burks. I went back and watched it after that game. You know, that that almost flipped that game on its head. Had some missed tackles and kick coverage. I think we've gotten some bright spots. Somebody who's earning a dress every week now is Randy Ramsey. Uh, he is becoming a, um, uh, a guy on our kick coverage that, um, you know, he's getting a tackle of game wags, which is pretty prolific. Um, you know, he's not afraid to stick his nose in there. He stays in his lane. Thought last week Ty Summers, mid, uh, inside linebacker, had a couple tackles, which was good to see from him. He's always around the football as well. But we just need consistency um, from our coverage unit. And it scares me this week because, I mean, we're not playing a slouch at returner. I feel like every single time we play the Bears, 
they pull some trickery from their special teams unit, and uh, Patterson is maybe not as um, fresh as he once was in his career, but he can still take that rock to the house if he finds a lane. Um, so I, frankly, am just a little bit concerned. I, I think J.K. Scott didn't have to, to punt last week, but he's been a little inconsistent at times. And um, just good football teams can get away with it at times, but great teams to be great you can't have those letdowns in important situations. And I'm just hoping that we can kind of stave that off because I do not want um, to let the Bears hang around and then, you know, we leave it up uh, to, uh, uh, you know, a, a punt coverage unit where there's a breakdown or something along those lines. And I don't – I mean, tell me, maybe I'm crazy, Wags, but um, I think if there's potential there and I'm hoping that we can shore things up this week. Yeah, I – well, I sure hope so too. And technically – they didn't have a breakdown this past week, again, because of the aforementioned um, good fortune uh, of the neutral zone infraction. But it seems like every week it's something else in either protection or coverage. Um, and, uh, you know, Mason, I don't really have concern about Mason, but he's missed some extra points. Um, you know, so I think he'll bounce back. Uh, it doesn't appear that the weather uh, will be a significant impact in Chicago on Sunday. It's, you know, mid-30s in the forecast and light winds, so that shouldn't be something that has a significant impact on special teams. Uh, but uh, we need to have a solid performance. So right now, it's, I'm not looking for any, you know, magic elixir. I, I just want to hopefully make it through the game without having a breakdown somewhere on special teams that can result in having a significant impact on, on the game. Uh, so um, the good news is, is that Mason's been good overall, um, and uh, I, I've been very pleasantly um, happy with what Tavon Austin's done as a return guy and not forcing the issue of securing the ball. Uh, so if the coverage and protection can be good <laughs> um, and it doesn't have a negative impact on the game, that's that's really all I'm hoping for at this point, Dan. Um, anything else uh, from the special teams that you're looking for is key there? Not all that much um, right now. I think that um, – How about J- another zero punt game from J.K. Scott? That would be nice, too. I love that. That sounds good. If if, um, if J.K. Scott Wags is only out there to hold extra points, I'm feeling pretty good about our chances. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind J.K. Scott getting a, a game check without having to do any work. That's fine with me. Yep. Dane, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, you know let's move into the X factors. Then I'm going to yep. let you lead things off this week. Uh, I um, you know I have a couple guys circled here, so I can go a few different directions, but. I'd be interested to hear who you have for your X factors this week. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, I'm going to go uh, offensively. I don't think this might be the first time in the history of our podcast we've gone with this position. Uh, my X factor uh, offensively is going to be Lucas Patrick, uh, guard for the Packers. I think that with Rick Wagner out, Lucas is going to um, – you know, he's going to have his handfuls against the key makers. Um, so he is going to, um, um, you know, this offense may go as well as he goes. So, Wags, Lucas Patrick, my X Factor of the Week at right guard. <laughs> Dane, you're, you're, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're picking off at the lineman as the X Factor. All right. Well, got to do it. 
<laughs> I don't know how you measure success on this, but um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I support it. If, if Lucas Patrick can keep Akeem Hicks from, uh, you know, having a significant impact, I guess you're going to claim victory on that one, and that's just fine with me. Um, I, I, I'm going to stick with a skill position player, Dane, and I'm going to go with Robert Tunyon. Um, you know, I think this is a week that he is going to get into the end zone, um, mm-hmm. make his presence felt. He hasn't been heavily involved in terms of the number of receptions he's been getting. I, I do think this might be a week where we see him get back over 50, 60 yards receiving, um, five-plus five receptions. Do, do we need that from him? Uh, perhaps not. Uh, hopefully not. But I I think Devontae is going to get his, but I just have a feeling that uh, Robert Cunyon is going to be a little bit more involved in, in this week's game plan, and uh, he is going to get into the end zone. So I'm going to go back to Robert Cunyon. He's been an X-Factor uh, for one of us uh, several times this year, and I think this is a, a week that he gets – a little bit more utilized as well. Great choice. I mean, really, I think that's a that's a really good one. Um, he's, you know, he's due uh, in some strange fashion. You know, I think that Tanyan has um, he he's blocked well. He's done some good things. There's a kind of a surprise I thought last week that the Packers started in 12 personnel and um, Mercedes Lewis and Dominique Daphne actually got the start uh, at tight end. Uh, obviously, that's not going to impact Tanyan's snap count. Uh, big picture, he was able to get a lot of snaps last week and ended up, um, you know, easily overtaking those other two names uh, for, for you know, snaps. But uh, I agree, uh, and I think that as good as these linebackers are um, against the run, uh, they have a little bit of trouble in coverage. And uh, so I great choice, Wags. Um, Lucas Patrick, by the way, Wags, I'll tell you what, if he um, – if if we can run the ball, my X factor is correct. That's where I'm at with that, Wags. <laughs> That's my barometer. Defensive side of the ball. Um, this one was easy for me because he's a special talent. Gary is going to be my X factor. I, I think that he's going to be able to overwhelm the Bears' offensive line. He's going to continue to just play at the level that we expect him to. I think he's going to force a turnover this week. He's going to be a monster. The future's now on the screen of Packers defense. Jerry Alexander's young. Savage is young. Talent. Uh, Rashawn Gary's young. Um, excuse me, Kiki's young. I mean, you can go down the list of these young guys. Obviously, Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin. Uh, there's a youth movement afoot in Green Bay, and I think that Rashawn Gary is going to be one of the leaders of the pack there and he's going to be Mitch Trubisky's worst nightmare. I love it, um, and that would be great to see if we're able to get a lot of pressure on Trubisky and, and uh, if uh, he's able to continue to do what he's doing. Uh, we get a sprinkling of, of uh, consistent pressure from the Smiths. Uh, that could be a significant factor in this game. Dane, I'm, I'm going to go to a, another guy on defense that we've each picked a few times. Chris Barnes uh, is going to be my X factor this week. Uh, I think if he is able to really play a sound game and, and uh, get the job done at second level in uh, making a lot of tackles and, and not missing his assignments, uh, maintaining gap uh, discipline, um, and, and overall just cleaning up uh, hopefully what the guys up front are able to do against this Bears uh, rushing game. Uh, I think if David Montgomery 
uh, has a difficult game this week. Chris Barnes is going to be a big part of that. And uh, I just don't think the Bears have the horses. Uh, They Mm -hmm. might put up some points in the past game. Trubisky's been pretty good, as we've said at the top. Uh, But I think the key here is neutralizing this Bears running game. And that starts with uh, Chris Barnes uh, really uh, continuing to play at a high level. So I'm going to pick him as an S-factor this week. Um, you know, maybe he even does something else again to either force or uh, pick up a turnover on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but I really like what I've seen from him, and I think uh, if he's able to come up with a big game here, uh, that's going to be a, a key for this Packers defense this week. How credible is his story? I mean, undrafted to now beating out a draft pick, and uh, and a free agent signing, uh, he got the a bulk, a significant bulk of the snaps at inside linebacker last week. I mean, it's just you don't see it very often where an undrafted guy can come in and make that kind of impact. But my gosh, he just he looks fluid and comfortable out there in that position. Absolutely, and uh, you know I love it when these guys make us look good because. Uh, I take no credit for this, but when we did our undrafted free agent uh, review, uh, Chris Barnes was one of the guys that I said, keep an eye on this kid. And I just really liked what he brought from a profile standpoint. Uh, And again, give him all the credit. He's made us look good uh, this year several times, but um, uh, it's it's great to see. And and, uh, he's solving a lot of problems, I think. For us on the defensive side of the ball, we're talking about the lack of playmakers at that inside linebacker position going into the season. Uh, so certainly is making the front office look pretty darn good as well. Um, mm-hmm. Dane, it's prediction time. Uh, so I don't know if you've got something up your sleeves, if you want to lead us <laughs> off. Uh, or if you'd like me to take the reins and, and lead us off and set the table again this week. You know, Wegs, I, uh, I think I went second last week. I'll go first this week. Um, this is going to be, this is not going to be an easy game. It's going to be a battle. It's, it's what, you know, we've come to expect from these two rivals that just know each other so well. Throw the records out. Always throw the records out when these two teams meet. Um, sometimes it can go well, sometimes not so well. However, we're going down to Chicago on a business trip to take care of business. And, uh, I fully expect the Packers to go down there clinch the one seed and uh you know take a little bit of time to rest relax and prepare for whoever the heck they're going to be playing in round two at Lambeau Field uh Aaron Rodgers is going to play lights out he's going to play like Aaron Rodgers we're going to see more of the young man A.J. Dillon we're going to see an awful lot of Aaron Jones I expect another great balanced performance from our run game our defense is going to do plenty against this Bears team. I think that Trubisky is going to have to play catch-up. It's going to be right where we want him to be. Trubisky Wags is prone to making silly throws in important times, a little bit like Jay Cutler, and I think that Trubisky's going to be flushed. He's going to look Jair Alexander's way, and he's going to make a mistake, and Jair's going to get that pick this week. Um, all said, it, the, the score is going to look close. It's going to be 31-26 Packers. Uh, the 26 is because the Bears are going to go for, um, you know, two at some point trying to make the math work late in the game. But the Packers are just going to overwhelm the Bears. Bears are going home. 
not making the playoffs. Packers clinch the one seed. Go Pack Go. Green Bay Packers, your NFC North champions, your division champions, your, your, your NFC champions, and I think we set ourselves up for success uh, on the road to the Super Bowl. Oh, Dane, I love it. And uh, I, too, am going to pick a Packers victory. Yeah. By the game flow, you made it sound like a bigger margin of victory, but you keep saying mm-hmm. it's going to be close. I think it might be close early. But I'm just going to go right ahead and say it. Packers roll. 42-21. Jack, yeah. we get a pick. I don't know if he gets the pick six, but we're going to get a pick six this week. Uh, I think the Packers just take care of business. And honestly, it's going to be a repeat of this last game by third quarter. We're going to be way ahead. Um, they might score late, but they're, they're never going to threaten. Uh, Packers win big. They're going to be score car, scoreboard watching, realize they're out of the playoffs. I think that pick six will just deflate them. And for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes, the Packers just uh, – uh, Big, big win in a big way down in Chicago. Take the air out of them. Um, I'm just going to be bold and make that strong prediction. Do I think it might be a little bit closer than I'm predicting? Maybe. <laughs> but I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and just say it. Packers win big, clinch the one seed, and knock the Bears out of the playoffs. 42-21. Uh, to 21. Great prediction. Great prediction. Wags, uh, I think either of these go our way. Uh, the way that we want them to, the NFL is on notice. I think the Packers are turning a lot of heads right now. They're looking complete, more and more complete. Now, you can't let your foot off the gas. This team has some blemishes. Every team has some blemishes. Uh, but I, I really like the makeup of our team this year. And I'm just, I'm eager to see us uh, come out there on Sunday and do what great teams do, which is win when it matters. Absolutely. So, just uh, logistically, folks, we're recording this on a Wednesday afternoon, so a little bit earlier than we've been doing most of our previews. Um, should be uh, ready for your listening um, starting Thursday morning, I would imagine. So if you're catching up on this over the weekend um, or be, as we're getting into Sunday, um, that's uh, kind of where we're recording in case there's any late changes or updates as far as the injury report or anything going into this game, um, you have an idea of where we're at. Um, Dane, maybe I'm just feeling a, a little bit uh, better about this game. Is, uh, you know, I'm recording this from the Big Easy, so I'm enjoying some nice sunny 75-degree weather uh, down here in New Orleans. You're a little bit cold. Uh, it's snowy, <laughs> I know, back in Wisconsin, uh, so maybe – Maybe the frigid temperatures are making you a little bit more cautious. I don't know. But uh, in any event, um, I'm really looking forward to Sunday. And, and like you said, it can't get here soon enough. Um, that being said, folks, uh, enjoy New Year's. Have a safe uh, New Year's Eve. Um, and happy New Year to everyone. Um, and uh, thank you. Thank you so much for following along with us this year. Uh, to any of our new listeners, uh, we appreciate you and really enjoy doing this. So um, I think uh, with that being said, signing off here, as always, Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!